You're listening to Review and Preview on Facebook Live. And welcome to Review and Preview, everybody. I'm your host for tonight's show, Kyle Russo, alongside me, James Montefusco, and Fonz DeFalco. Guys, how are you doing tonight on this very wonderful Friday evening? I'm fantastic. How are you, Mr. Russo, Mr. Host, Mr. Host of tonight? I am doing good, guys. I'm doing good. Uh, Got a little haircut today done by yours truly. That's why I have to go to the barber tomorrow to get this all fixed and sorted out. Um... (laughs) For all our viewers out there, make sure to tune in live on our Facebook account at Review and Preview LIU. Uh, make sure to go follow us on Instagram at Review and Preview. Also, listen to us on the anchor at anchor.fm slash review and preview. Guys, we got an action packed show uh, for you guys tonight, our viewers as well. Uh, it's a special edition of Review and Preview tonight. We will only be going from eight to nine tonight as opposed to eight to 10. But don't you worry, we got plenty of content to fill the next hour. Guys, our first topic of discussion, jumping right into it, our top 10 NBA championship teams since 2000 to now the present. So oh, guys, boy. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun topic of discussion. Uh, I was creating graphics early this morning for us, uh, getting your guys' lists in. James, I know you sent yours in early. Fonz, making yep. yours today. Me making myself uh, one last night as well. Uh, a lot of differences, a lot of differences. So it's going to be definitely very interesting, um, considering we all have different number one teams at the top of our list, uh, a lot of fluctuation in uh, similar teams, but ranking-wise differences. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, I don't know where you guys wanted to start off. We really didn't talk about it. Uh, did uh, anybody want to volunteer first to, to go with their list? Do you want to do 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? Let's do, let's do 10 to 1. Let's do 10 to 1. Right. And make sure to get it right, not like me last week. Make sure to get it right this time. <laughs> um, I'll go first. All right, James, go right, right. ahead, man. Right. We'll get, should we get your graphic up now to get it going? Yeah, yeah, why don't you do that? All right, we're doing 10 to 1. I just want to be correct. I don't want to have any uh, mistakes like Russo did last yeah. week. Do not, read off your, do not read off your number one team. Do not read off your number one team until the end. And my number one? Okay, all right. Exactly. <laughs> Fonz, I'll just start. Well, yep, there, there, there is you my... Go. Great job by Russo, as always. All right. My 10 on down, 10 is the 08-09 LA Lakers. Then we – and their final MVP was Kobe Bryant. Russo, I like how you put that little uh, tidbit there. I'll read that off as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, my number nine is 03 San Antonio Spurs. And their finals MVP was Tim Duncan. Uh then we go to 08, uh, I'm sorry, uh, number 8, 01-02 LA Lakers. Um, that was their finals MVP was Shaquille O'Neal, or as people like to call him, Shaq. Uh, number 7 was my 08 Boston Celtics. Uh, and I'm trying to read that. Paula, Paul Pierce. Pierce, yep. Alrighty, number six, we go to the Dallas Mavericks in 2011. The Dallas Mavericks, their finals MVP was Dirk Nowitzki. Nowitzki. Uh, then I go to f- my four. Not, not, now we're hitting big numbers here, boys. Uh, we, I'm going to go to my 2009-2019 Toronto Raptors. And there... Did I skip five? I'm sorry. I skipped skip number five. five. You skipped five. You're getting a little I, too excited, Jim. I skipped five, and I skipped your team, no less, Russo. How I, think dare you did I? I think you did it on purpose. Maybe I did do it on purpose. All right. Number five, the 2013 Miami Heat, and their finals MVP was LeBron James. Russo, you must have had a happy moment during that time. little relish in the moment, of course. Uh, my number four is the 2019 Toronto Raptors and their final MVP was Kawhi Leonard. Uh, then we hit my top three. Listen to this list. Listen uh, to this list. You might be surprised. You not might not be. Who knows? Uh, 2017 Golden State Warriors and their finals MVP was Kevin Durant. Now on the Nets. Um, then I go to my number two. Ooh. 
All right, number two, 2016 Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers, and their finals MVP was no other than the king himself, LeBron James. And my number one team was the 2015 Golden State Warriors, and the finals MVP was, I'm trying to read that, Russo, Andre uh, Iguodala. Yeah, Andre Iguodala. And that rounds up my top ten. James, that's a that's a good list. That's a good list. I don't have, I have some. I have some issues. Not many, right. but I have some. And we're gonna like start to off. We're gonna start off with your selection of the number one team. You got the team right. You got the team right. But I mm-hmm. think the year. Yeah. I think the I'll year is that. off. Twenty fifteen, um, as we all remember, was the the beginning of an era, and that was when the Golden State Warriors. Um, made their scene for the first time. They made their splash as the, uh, as the commencement of the Splash Brothers, as the Golden State Warriors becoming a uh, die-by-the-three type of team. And they never died. They hit all their threes almost every single game. And that's why they got as far as they did and wind up winning the championship back in 2015. Yes. As we all remember in that 2015 series, uh, faced off against the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, LeBron James returning to his home of Ohio, Akron, Ohio, playing for his team in which he was drafted by, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I want to show this, make it a little bit easier for everybody. What do you think oh, of this? Yeah. That's, that's way I know it has a thing on top, but I figured to share the screen. Be that's easier to way easier. I figured, don't mind the thing on top, it's just sharing the screen with the StreamYard thing. So, so continue as the list goes on. You can see it there. It's perfect. Absolutely, absolutely. So LeBron James returning to Cleveland. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they played the Golden State Warriors um, in the NBA Finals. Uh, LeBron in his first season back, they make it all the way there. Kevin Love, um, during this playoff series, uh, gets his arm pretty sure dislocated by Kelly Olynyk in the first round against the Boston Celtics, so they don't have Kevin Love. And then Kyrie going down after game one with an injury. He was out for the rest of the series. Uh, LeBron James had to carry this team on their back. I believe they went to six games but wind up losing to this Golden State Warriors team. They were just too dominant. They were just too dominant. And the name might be surprising who won finals MVP, but yes, as we do remember, the finals MVP of the series was no, not Clay Thompson. No, not Steph Curry, not even Draymond Green. But yes, it was Andre Iguodala coming off the bench, I believe, at the time as the sixth man or maybe a starter in there at the power forward position, winning the MVP, coming up clutch in big uh, offensive moments as well as defensive moments. But my issue with this, James, is that they should, I think they should make the list. They should definitely make the list, just not at one. Right. I think if we're talking about if we're talking about the Warriors, and when I said the Warriors should be at this number one spot, but what team necessarily? And I think that the 2017, if we're going to go year with the Warriors, if we're going to rank them this high, I think that 2017 is the best team. They, six men, six men, yes, Andre Iguodala was the sixth man that year. So weird that he was the MVP. That was yeah. so weird. Steph Curry wasn't showing up in these big moments. Clay Ty, they weren't the guys. It was, it was Andre Udala coming clutch for them. Uh, big defensive stops. But, again, back on track, 2017, I think you got it perfectly right in that top three. Yep. But I don't think that the 2015 Warriors can go above that. And my reasoning why, 2017. Now, I don't know if you valued this or looked into this as you were creating this, but maybe you gave a little slack and a little uh, depreciation uh, of the championship itself, maybe because 2017, obviously, when Kevin Durant came over in that very controversial uh, NBA offseason, a free agency where he left the Golden State Warriors, uh, he left the OKC Thunder, uh, the team that had a 3-1 lead on this Golden State Warriors team back in 2016, but then wanted to come back. Uh, <laughs> the Warriors did not win the finals uh, in 2016, as you have the Cavs at, number two, at the number two spot. But anyway, back to the 2017 Warriors, this team was almost unstoppable. Yes, they didn't go 73-9 and nine like the 2016 Warriors. Obviously, they didn't win the championship. But I believe they went 16-1 and one in the playoffs, which was um, yes, like only the second time ever, I think only behind the 0-1 Lakers or something like that. They were virtually unstoppable. They couldn't be beat. Uh, the Cavaliers in that series, I believe they took them to five games, and they just got slapped around consistently. Um, uh other than that, I really don't have many questions with your list. Uh, I like the list. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of things in common with my list. A lot of things in common with Fonz's list. I think we're all thinking upon the same track. I like the value in which you had in the Toronto Raptors championship. I don't believe I had them that high on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, me specifically, I think I had them 
uh, in the six, seven range. I could be wrong with that, but we'll get into my list in a little bit, but I love them at the four spot. I should have ranked them higher. Not only did the Toronto Raptors win their first championship for their franchise, they won a championship for an entire country. You know, the magnitude, the meaning of this championship is everything, you know, to the city of Canada. And I think everything, the one year of Canada, their one year anniversary, I think happened a few days ago. Yeah. Midweek, give or take. take. They did did the biggest, the best trade in all of sports. One year for Kawhi, it was, it was well worth it. It was 100% well worth it. So uh, before we go on next, I'll say my thing. I definitely agree with a lot of your points you have on here. I would. I have the 2017 Warriors much higher. I would have them a lot higher, and they will be on my list. Uh, the Raptors give you a lot of credit that they're on there at number four. I have them around that range also. Overall, there's a lot of the teams I have on here, and there's some. There's one team actually I don't. I replace it with another one. We'll get to my list later. But overall, I mean, good work here. Solid stuff. Yeah. And, and one last thing, I know it was, I was alluding to it, but I don't think I made it clear when I was saying it was the one thing with your list that I feel like it has to have on a top 10 championship team. I feel like you have to have that. Oh, one Lakers team. I feel like you have to have that. It's not here on your list. You have, uh, you obviously have the O2 Lakers, which was obviously the three Pete of the, um, the Lakers dynasty. Yep. You have the O nine Lakers, um, which we'll talk about a little more in our other, uh, in our other graphics and our other list that we've made mean fonts. Um, but I feel like you have to have the 0-1 Lakers on here. But otherwise, other than that and the 2000 and the placement of the 2015 Warriors, because I still do believe they're uh, they're worth having on this list for sure. Just not that high. But other than those two things, I think it's a good list for sure. Thank you. I do also want to point out uh, Tom's question. Tom's point slash question. Oh, oh, my bad. Uh, He's where, asking, where are the 04 Pistons and the 14 Spurs? Tom, don't you worry. As the creator of these graphics, you will be seeing them uh, very, very soon. Very, very soon. Uh, definitely, definitely uh, soon here. Uh, Russo, do you want to go next? you want me to go next? I can have them all up. Or do you want to do that same format where our faces are on the side and we have the thing up there to make it easier? I feel like... Yeah, I think that works better. That way we don't... Yeah, that, that works perfect. That works right, perfect. So, so let me... Uh, you I'll go right now. All right, let me get yours up here. Give me one. Give me one second now. Let's see which one's yours up here. Oh yes, that's right. Yours is the Drum yellow roll, one, please. Oh yeah, maybe the yellow one. This is gonna be good. This, this is, is gonna, gonna be, good. be good. Here we go. Boom! All right, boys and girls, fans of review and preview. This is my top ten championship teams list since the year two thousand. So we're gonna start it off hot with my tenth overall team. My list: the '09 Lakers. The '09 Lakers. The reasoning why I had to put these 09 Lakers as high as I did, I know there was other teams that you see on my list um, that may uh, teams that aren't on my list that maybe should be, but I felt that these 09 Lakers had to be put on this squad. Um, my reasoning why is Kobe Bryant. It's single-handedly Kobe Bryant. This team didn't have the stars outside of Pau Gasol, maybe an aging Derek Fisher. Outside of that. They didn't have the pieces. This was this championship was carried by Kobe Bryant. Nonetheless, remember, guys, you know, the years of the uh, the late 90s and the dominant early 2000s, not a lot of people gave Kobe Bryant credit. You know, obviously, as Shaq won finals MVP three straight years in a row during that three-peat that the Lakers had from the year 2000 to 2002. This was like this was Kobe Bryant on the scene that showing he is the guy and he is that guy capable of winning a championship with pretty much nothing around him. I, and I'm not knocking Pau Gasol in any which way. I think he's an excellent player. I think he's a Hall of Famer for sure. But outside of that, he didn't have the help to win a championship. He didn't have that squad. As you look at other teams here on my list, and you can name about maybe three, four guys that are potentially Hall of Famers on each one of these lists. That's not what this 9 Lakers team was composed of. And that's why, personally, I valued them so high. Also, finals MVP that year, Kobe Bryant. My number nine team, the 08 Celtics Finals MVP, Paul Pierce. This was an excellent final series. This was uh, the commencement of what could have been, what didn't happen, uh, what we'll never know. But this is, uh, I believe the trade was in 06 when Kevin Garnett got traded from the Tim. Seven, 07 trade. 07. Dreadnought. Yeah. Well, Dreadnought was Ray Allen. I think Kevin Arnold was a few days prior. But yes, it was literally that year they got the championship. 
so 07 was the year that they brought in KG from the Timberwolves. They got Ray Allen. This was the formation of the squad that would eventually win the NBA championship in which they did. Um, this team was probably one of the best trios of the, the, the early, um, the mid 2000s, uh, from 2000, 2010. This is probably if we're, if we're doing list us and our, us and our list guys, if we're doing list, this is probably one of the best trios in NBA history of Paul Pierce, Ray Allen and KG. This was an unbelievable finals team. That's my number nine team. The O2 Lakers finals MVP, Shaquille O'Neal. That's my number eight team. This was the end of the dynasty. Again, what could have been guys, what could have been, uh, they play in 04, they lose against the Pistons. And then, you know, the disagreement, the, the faltering between Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant at the time eventually led Shaq to getting traded to the Miami Heat. And then Kobe Bryant was on a team in which he was single-handedly carrying the team. They weren't necessarily getting back to the finals, still competing, but not at that same intensity. Um, this was a three-peat with legends, guys. Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, obviously. Uh, a lot of other stars on this team, led by Phil Jackson at the wheel. Uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time, I believe, 11-time champion as an NBA coach between the Bulls, the Lakers. Um, this was an unbelievable team, and this was uh, this was the end of a dynasty. That's where I ranked them on my list. My number 17, Tom, 2014 Spurs, defeating my Miami Heat in a five-game fashion. Very, I believe it was five games. Very, very embarrassing fashion in which Danny Green played out of his mind. Uh, this was when... I thought that seven three-pointers in a game was a lot. Now we see guys dropping 12 and 13. But Danny Green hitting seven three-pointers, I believe in game three or game four of this NBA final series, basically locking it down for the San Antonio Spurs in this championship team. Obviously the trio that we know of, Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, uh, and Tim Duncan himself on top of Greg Popovich. Um, Kawhi Leonard at the time wasn't the player that we see him as today. Uh, at this time he was probably more of a defensive player, um, not that he's any less of a defensive player now, but more of a uh, dual player in which he's a, an extreme offensive threat as well as defense, winning the finals MVP in this series, putting up fantastic numbers for the Spurs. My number six team, the 2019 Raptors, finals MVP Kawhi Leonard. Again, I, I spoke about it with James' list, winning an NBA championship, winning a title for an entire country. We saw the magnitude of the parade. We saw the magnitude of the fandom. You know, me personally, you know, we saw the magnitude of fandom uh, about Toronto winning a championship, a Canadian team winning a championship in the U.S., let alone a, a complete other country. You know, the excitement and happiness. And maybe that was a little, maybe that was a little bit us other NBA fans of other NBA teams happy that, oh boy, the Golden State Warriors didn't win this year. Yes, it took a lot for that not to happen, but the Toronto, the Toronto Raptors winning an NBA championship, Fonz, as you alluded to earlier, Probably one of the greatest trades ever, Masai Ujiri, pulling off the DeMar, uh, the DeMar DeRozan trade for Kawhi Leonard. Um, one season of Kawhi, one season of Danny Green. Gets you to an NBA Finals, gets you an NBA Championship. Kawhi Mia River, man. Dude doesn't lose. Tom, you're right. He doesn't lose. He doesn't lose. And to be honest with you, you know, we'll talk about it in the future when you're back on the show um, hosting. But I think that a lot of us would agree that the Clippers may be the favorite in this NBA uh in this NBA stand-up, especially the way the bracket is formatted um, on what it's been proposed as. But anyway, back to, the, back to the list, guys. My number five team, the 2015 Warriors, James, is what I was alluding to. Definitely deserved to be on this list for sure. Yes. Andre Iguodala, finals MVP, well-deserved. Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson at this time, obviously, uh, making the three-pointer, you know, uh, just absolutely unstoppable. Absolutely. The, these two players... If you stop one, you're not stopping the other. That's how they played. That's how the series was played. That's how the last five years of NBA basketball has been played. And we've seen other teams try to form that way, you know, not live and die by the three, but the three is obviously very important. We've seen that with the Houston Rockets missing 27 straight three-pointers, obviously going by the method of live or die <laughs> by the three-pointer. I see uh, as a fan of the Miami Heat, you know, building that three-pointer, drafting a guy in Tyler, Her uh, Tyler Hero, who was solely a three-point shooter out of Kentucky, now becoming a more versatile player, adding a guy in Kendrick Nunn, a point guard, um, who could also score from the three-point line. But the 2015 Warriors, uh, the start of a dynasty. The start of a dynasty. They would wind up winning uh, three out of the next four years in the NBA Finals, which is an absolutely incredible feat. Um, and then I'll talk about them a little more as I get into the rest of my list. 
My number four team, the 2013 Miami Heat, finals MVP LeBron James. I remember it like it was just yesterday. Game six, seconds left on the line. Chris Bosh getting a rebound by a missed three by LeBron James, passing it out to the corner to Ray Allen. I don't care what anybody says. This is not being being biased. That's the clutchest shot in NBA history. Yeah, I would also agree with you on that. That one. is the clutchest shot in NBA history. Um, championship on the line. Go, you're already home, but losing obviously. Um, forcing a game seven in this scenario. Unbelievable, unbelievable series, unbelievable game in which the Miami Heat would eventually win in a game seven feat against the San Antonio Spurs. Now into my top three guys, the 2016 Cavaliers led by LeBron James. Um, again, you know, this is the year after Kevin Love came back from his injury. Uh, Kyrie Irving came back from his injury as well. Um, Kyrie was more of a um, uh, more of a force than Kevin Love was in this NBA Finals game, uh, in this NBA Finals series, along with LeBron James. I believe there was one game, I believe it was game three or something like that, in which they both had 30, uh, 41 points uh, between LeBron James and Kyrie Irving each, so 82 points in total just by those two players. Uh, obviously, we know the storyline, you know, Cleveland, this is for you. Being down 3-1, uh, Draymond Green being suspended game five, you know, what could have been if he played that game? Some say that the Warriors would have won in five. People don't believe that Cavaliers would have forced the game seven, even in game six at that point. Um, but they winded up coming back from a 3-1 deficit unbelievable series definitely one of the greatest storylines one of the greatest championships that at least i'll ever see in my lifetime number two guys that 0-1 lakers team that i was talking about finals mvp shaquille o'neal this was the back-to-back this was this was like this was the future of basketball this was the future of basketball shaquille o'neal was still young kobe was only drafted in 96 as an 18 year old so at the time in 2001 he could have only been uh 23 maybe 24 years old, if not younger than that. This was the, this was the start of a, uh, a dynasty, and we obviously saw that as they would go on to play in the 2002 finals in which they'd win and make it a three-peat and then play in 04 in which they'd wind up losing to the Pistons, and then we obviously know the rest of the storyline. But this is one of the most dominant teams of all time, one of the best teams of all time. This was another team, I believe, this was the first team Besides that 17 Warriors team, I believe they went 16-1 and in the playoffs as well, which was one of the first teams to ever do that. And now the 2017 Warriors. This starting five was like a 2K starting five, guys. You had Steph Curry, you had Kevin Durant, you had Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and the center at the time, I want to say, it wasn't Bogan, I want to say Kevon Looney, so maybe not, maybe not a 2K lineup, maybe not an all-time lineup, but definitely, definitely one for the ages, definitely one for the ages. Uh, Kevin Durant, obviously an actual MVP, let alone a finals MVP. Um, Steph Curry, an MVP. Draymond Green at the time, defensive player of the year award winner. Uh, Clay Thompson, I believe this year was the year that he won the uh, three point competition. Just a, a plethora of stars on this team, guys. Um, this series only lasted, I believe, five games as well against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Just an unbelievable, spectacular offensive performance. Um, by this Warriors team, led by Steve Kerr, uh, a phenomenal coach with some phenomenal talent as well. But that's my list, guys. That's my one through ten. That's my one through ten. I hope you enjoyed. Let me know what you guys have to think. Let me know what you guys got to think. I like it a lot. I do. Surprised you didn't put your heat at number one. Knowing no, you. I can't be. I can't <laughs> be that biased, guys. Yeah. I can't be that biased. Um, I mean, I'm double checking mine. I mean, overall, I mean, pretty much agree on a lot of them. Um, you know, I think I did double check. I didn't put the 09 Lakers on mine. I actually have the, the 10 Lakers, spoiler alert. So I thought they were a little bit better. But, I mean, overall, I pretty much have all these teams on here, but swapping them around a little bit. I think that Raptors one, like, I mean, you, already, you kind of already said it with uh, James's. I think they should be a lot more credited. I think I might have had them a little bit too low also, but definitely have them in the consideration for the top four because of doing it in one year with Kawhi, the rise of Pascal Siakam, and, of course, the – the, the veteran himself and Kyle Lowry doing that with that big three there. And obviously with Fred Van Bleet and uh, they traded for Marcus Gasol too, I believe. Yeah. They, they traded for Marcus Gasol at the deadline. Yeah. So they, I mean, I definitely think now looking back at mine, I should have put the Raptors one a little bit higher, but I mean that 27, it's the 2017 Warriors and the 01 Lakers. I had it. It was a tough decision for me. Um, I can see your argument with it. 
Um, I'll get to my list later, but yeah, there's an argument between those two. Who's the better team since 2000, but overall it's a very solid list. Thank you, Fran. Thank you. Russo. Excellent. As always. Um, I appreciate it. I do want to point out maybe a fun fact, maybe not. Uh, I might find it kind of fun. Um, is that I forget what, I think it was the Oh one or the Oh nine championship. Uh, not too long ago, they, uh, they just, they posted a picture of uh, Kobe holding the champ uh, the you know the the trophy and the yeah, Larry O'Brien the Larry yeah. O'Brien yeah you, it, we just see a complete different kind of one eighty three sixty from what it was in the early two thousands to where now how they hold the championship in general you know yeah. you don't no, see a sure. lot you don't see a lot of the guys holding it personally you just see it as a whole team in some aspects. Well, that's why, you know, and people argue would um, kind of off topic real quick, guys, you know, the argument of Kobe Bryant, you know, which Kobe Bryant was better, you know, the young Kobe, number eight Kobe or the 24 Kobe, the older Kobe, uh, the veteran Kobe. And me personally, guys, I think it's the 24 Kobe because just because just because of what he did with this 09 Lakers team, um, you know, if this was the top 11, 11 would have been the 2010 Lakers in my personal opinion, at least on my list. Um, just what he did during that 09 season, obviously in the finals as well, and, and the 2010 finals as well. Because, again, guys, he, he basically solely carried this team to a championship. To a championship. Again, he wasn't getting the credit necessarily that he deserved in, the, in those early 2000 years. As you guys, as I've noted on these graphics and these lists, you know, we look at the 02, 01, uh, 2000 NBA Finals champion. Those are the Lakers, obviously, but the finals MVP every single year was Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. You know? I mean, nothing wrong to the big man. I mean, no, listen, nothing about, listen and, well early in, early in the early 2000s, the big man was the game. He, he was the guy. I believe he was averaging you know? like 32 points a game, 16 rebounds and three blocks. Well-deserved, no doubt. But I think that's what makes these championships so much more valuable and sweeter um, and why I have them ranked so high, or at least on my list, having the 09 Lakers at least on my list. I know that Fonz just talked about having his uh, 2010 Lakers on there as well uh, because of how good of a team they were as well. But Fonz, without further ado, I'd like to throw it over to you. I'd love to see your list. Okay, let me uh, all right, stop sharing mine. I'm going to start sharing mine now. Okay, sharing the screen here. All Fonz, right. While, while you pull that up, I just want to do a quick plug-in, guys. Um, we have a poll going on now um, with our Facebook Live. We have now created a poll. Uh, once you guys start viewing it, it will pop up right away. Um, and we have the poll. The question is, who is your number one NBA championship team from 2000 to now? Um, and if you guys do hit the other, comment below on what other year you think. We have the two, 2017 Warriors, the 01 Lakers, 2015 Warriors, and other. Uh, right now, the 2001 Lakers are leading in the poll. Um, so, guys, go make sure and vote. And as James alluded to as well, um, obviously, if one of those choices is one of your choices, select other. Make sure to comment your team in the live stream on Facebook as well, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely would love to hear from you guys. But, Fonz, throwing yes. it back to you. Let's see this list. Okay. So here's my list. Here's my top 10 championships since 2000. Number 10 is a little bit of a biased one here because for some reason I really enjoyed this team, and that's the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. Is you one of those things where you're like, I, why are you a fan of them so much? To be honest, I don't know. Maybe just seeing Dirk Nowitzki climb to the ranks of now being the NBA champion because it took him so long. Uh, the likes of Jason Kidd, Jason Terry, uh, Tyson Chandler, Deshaun Stevenson, I already said Jason Terry, Sean Murray, uh, there's a lot of other players. Uh, Brendan Haywood, J.J. Barea, Peja Stoyakovic. A bunch of names that you're like, that that combined an NBA roster that won a championship? Yeah, and you know what the best part was? I mean, Russo, I'm sorry to, to tell I, you this I knew again. it. I knew there was no way you were getting out of it without <laughs> saying it. They, they beat LeBron in his first year in Miami when he was at the height of his, like, this guy's going to win his ring. He's got it. Give the championship the heat. I think people just forgot about it now because of what's going, what happened with his heat run. But that Mavericks team, and we'll talk. I mean, Russo, I'll ask you about it after when I'm done presenting the list. That Mavericks team was on another level. Yeah, that's just personally, I like that team a lot. It was funny seeing Deshaun Stevens in the league locking down LeBron the entire series. It was insane. 
Love that team a lot. Probably not in a lot of people's top tens, but it's got to be in my personal top ten for this one. Number nine, a real personal one. This is my number one team of all time, and that's the 4 Detroit Pistons. Chauncey Billups, Richard Hamilton, Tashawn Prince, Rasheed Wallace, and my favorite NBA player, Ben Wallace. They beat Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Carl Malone, Gary Payton. Went to that, at that time, it was like, oh, give the Lakers a trophy. Carl Malone's going to get his first ring. Gary Payton's going to get his first ring. Kobe Bryant's going to get a... It wasn't even, they already had the three peats. It was going to be like the four peat. It was going to get like, oh, yeah, get those four, four championships in a row. Yeah. Ben Wallace locked down Shaq and Tayshaun Prince locked down Kobe. And that's something that you would not expect from those two guys against those two stars like that. Love that team a lot. Uh, they kind of get forgotten about now because we think about the Lakers dynasty, the Heat dynasty, the Spurs, the Warriors. Pistons are one of those teams, just like the Mavericks, where they won that one title in that span. It was good. It was good for that city. It was good for that time. Uh, Wish we could see more teams like that where it's kind of more defensive focused. Number eight here, I put the 2010 Lakers here with Kobe Bryant. This is the one where they had Ron Artest, I believe, because they let go of Trevor Ariza, they traded for Ron Artest. Yep. Uh-huh. Kobe me. passed me the ball. He never passes me yeah, the ball. Yeah, that was, that was a fun team to watch. They played. It was yeah. against the Celtics in a seven-game series. It was a rematch of the 08 final series, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Number six, if you see it up there. Love that team a lot. I was a huge fan of them. 2014 Spurs with Kawhi Leonard. This is when the rise were kind of, we knew Kawhi was going to be a star, but then when we kind of saw him in the finals, like, yeah, he's going to be something special. He's going to be a problem for years to come. Locking down LeBron against the Heat in that one, that one too. They can't, I think that was, uh, this was the year after Ray Allen hit the shot. So this was kind yes. of like, this was like the revenge series. And you knew yep. with Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu, Kawhi, you just knew it was going to all come together. And that's what it was there too. Number six, another personal favorite. I like this one a lot too, the 08 Celtics. This was kind of the team where I kind of took a break from watching basketball. This team kind of brought me back into it, that 07, 08 season. So I kind of have a little bit of a connection with that 08 Celtics, obviously with that trade with Garnett and then trading away Jeff Green for Ray Allen on draft night. That was the first time we kind of saw the superstar teams being formed. I, I, if Correct me if I'm wrong. That was kind of the first time I saw it. Seeing like all these these training these high profile stars because remember Garnett was a star in Minnesota. That was basically like the first time in which you know players in their prime. You alluded to it earlier with the, obviously the 04 Lakers. You know Gary Payton, Carl Malone. They were out of their prime. They were just yeah. trying to get a ring. But this was these were all guys hitting in their prime, Jim, and they, they all joined up that, together. It wasn't that long ago that Garnett was MVP and taking the Timberwolves to the Western Conference yeah. Finals. Yeah. And Ray Allen was taking them to the deep in the run with the Seattle Supersonics. Bring those yeah. back, by the way. The, the overall great team, Rondo, Kendrick Perkins, Eddie House, James Posey, Leon Poe, a bunch of a bunch of great role players, Brian Scalabrini, a young Tony Allen, great team there. My number five, Toronto Raptors. I think after a while, I'm going to put them a little bit higher. Like mm-hmm. we said already, the greatest trade in all of sports, Kawhi Leonard, the rise of Pascal Siakam, who went from averaging one point a game to literally like 19 points a game in one season. Ridiculous. Kyle Lowry there too. Fred Van Vliet, Danny Green. Forget people forget that he was in that trade also. They're number five on my list. Eventually probably will be going up there a little bit more. You kind of wish that he would be in Toronto longer, maybe get a dynasty out there. But honestly, with Canada, they're probably happy with just that one ring for now. <laughs> and we'll see where it goes from there. They love number their four. hockey. Yeah, they too. They do love their hockey. But the, the, so that's why that ring is going to be good for them for the next couple of seasons. Number four, I put the Miami Heat on here. This was LeBron's second championship, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes. This is obviously – I was going to put the – No, 12, no, no, this is his third. This is third. The oh, third, the Miami Heat, yes, this is second. I'm second. My third bad. trip to the finals, My bad. second ring. Yeah. My bad. So I was going to put the 2012 one there, but that was also the lockout season. So I kind of – I'm not saying there definitely was a good team, no doubt. I kind of put the 2013 one because it was with the longer season. I think they have – I'm going to double-check the roster here because I have it up here right now. They had Ray Allen too. Uh, Birdman, Chris Anderson, Shane Battier was on there. Mario Chalmers stepped up big time. Norris Mike Cole, Miller. Obviously. Yeah, Mike Miller, Udonis Haslam, Rashard Lewis, James Jones. People forget, also legend himself. So I have them there at number four. LeBron James makes another appearance at number three with that Cavaliers team. They were down 3-1. And for some reason, LeBron James just turned it up all the way. You have Kyrie, you have Kevin Love. That was incredible. That 3-1 comeback was probably – that was – that was great to watch, even if you're a LeBron fan or not. Like you just had to know. Like everyone loved that because seeing the city of Cleveland finally winning, finally winning because what was it when LeBron got drafted in 03? It was like I'm going. I need to win a ring for Cleveland. And how it was such a long time. And the and disappointment when he left, obviously to go to Miami. The 07 sweep, the 07 or the was it the 08? No, the 07 sweep with the Spurs sweeping the Cavaliers, leaving. 
coming back to Cleveland, losing in 2015 because Kevin Love was out, Kyrie was out. They got swept, I believe, in the in that finals too, right? He went to six games. The 2015 finals. Okay, then it must have been another one. And then finally when it kind of raced everything. It raced everything that happened, like, oh, well, he's a choker, he's this. Because he won in Miami, but it was it meant a lot more, I believe, winning in his hometown. Number two, I put the Warriors on there, the 27 one to be exact, with Kevin Durant. 2015 one was good because that was their first title, but that 27 one, I know we make jokes about Kevin Durant taking the shortcut and whatever, but when you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and I think Zaza Pachulia was the center, which honestly, which honestly was kind of the X factor. Was in it that Zaza? I knew it was either Zaza or Kevin Looney. Yeah, that, that line right there is scary to begin with, and yeah. that's something yeah. you got to you really got to mention them in there too. And that was also Kevin Durant's first, uh, or that was his first, first finals. Time. No, first, that was his second finals, first NBA championship. Yes. No, the he, first, 2015 was Andre Iguodala, I believe. In 20, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying in 2012, he oh, played the Heat. Winning. I mean, oh winning, yeah, sorry. winning. Yes, yes, yes. So winning. winning first one, obviously, that means a whole lot. And number one, the 01 Lakers. You literally yep. can't beat that Kobe Shaq duo. And I believe they they won in five games this one, but they only lost one other game in the playoffs that run. Was 01 the Sixers, I believe, right? This yeah, not the they Nets. destroyed the final. Yeah. Like they destroyed everybody. They only lost yep. two games, I believe, in the finals. So that's my list. I'll say one note with the Mavericks team. I forgot to mention this. They beat Prime Kobe. They beat the young trio of Harden, uh, Westbrook, and Durant, and also Ibaka. And they beat LeBron James. So that's also going to be mentioned on there, too. So that's my top 10. What do you guys think? I love it. I love it. You know, looking at your guys' <laughs> list, looking at your guys' list, um, I definitely should have included at least this team, the Dallas Mavericks, on there at some point, you know, just because of the magnitude and the value within that championship, obviously. Uh, Dirk winning his first championship. Um, you know, guys like Jason Kidd. Uh, Jason Terry. All I remember in Jason Terry in that series is just absolutely unstoppable. He was the second like, leading scorer, by the way, 18 points. Yeah, just absolutely unbelievable. Dirk Nowitzki, the, the unbeatable uh, fadeaway jump shot. It, it was an incredible series. You know, this was the series in which it was questioned, obviously, because this was, I believe this was the first year in which the trio met down in South Beach yeah, with obviously Bosch and LeBron. Mm-hmm. And this the was title exactly that and was this what it was, was this was bad i mean this was this was so bad in fact that you know i mean fonzie made a joke about it last week you know lebron being afraid to post up jj Barea, and that that that's the fear that was instilled that's that's what this championship team did to a squad in the miami heat that was absolutely unbelievable lebron was off his mvp that was yeah. like his third mvp one yeah yeah you got to give that, well, 11 Maverick. People forget because they only won one time. And I think the next year didn't even make it that far in the playoffs. It was just a one-and-done thing. Yeah. Man, that team was something else. Yeah, it really was. James, any any final comments on here? Fonz, great list. Russo, great list. Um, I do love how we jumped all around the 2000s to now. Yeah. It's not like we kept it from 2010 on up or 2000 mm-hmm. to 2010. Yeah, so I definitely like all that, you know, fun mixture coming in, you know, where it's not just a group of 10 years. It's a group of a decade plus. Yeah. Um, which is which is great to see, because sometimes fans forget on how good a team was back in 0201. Yeah. That 01 or an all one Lakers team. You, yeah. you know, some like some people were just born not too long after before the all one Lakers Russo, yep. you're a perfect example, you know? Um, <laughs> so to give some history for, uh, for Russo and all the young guys out there. Um, oh, I may, I messed up actually. The Lakers only lost one game and that was against yep. the, the six. I thought it was two. They swept no. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. The Blazers Kings and, and the number one seed Spurs. Wow. Okay. I'm staying corrected yep. on that one. Yep. That all one Lakers team and people forget yep. they were on another level in the playoffs. Yeah, but guys, general, all great lists. Love seeing it, James, as you alluded to earlier, you know, just the variety of different teams in which we're on our list. You know, some the same, obviously, ranking-wise, but a lot of differences between the list and definitely some good things to see uh, upon that. So, guys, perfect time, and we're going to jump into our next segment here on the show, MLB News. Guys, now this is a fun one. Now, this is fun because it's gotten to the point where it's laughable, you know? <laughs> Literally, I entering 
Entering the month of June, a little saddening, disheartening, a little disappointing. At this point, June 19th, I believe today's date is yep. very, very laughable at this point. And let me explain. So last week, last week, I believe it was Wednesday or Thursday. Sounds about Rob, right. Rob Manfred comes out making a statement saying that the MLB will 100% be having a season this season. Now, June 16th, Manfred, not confident MLB will play in 2020. <laughs> The next day, the next day, less than 24 hours, I believe, June 17th, breaking news. MLB and Players Union are closing in on an agreement to play the 2020 season. Oh, my goodness. Mind blown. We're back, Mind blown. The deal is expected to be for prorated pay and include expanded playoffs. Now, June 18th, just yesterday, a day later, MLB commissioner Rob Manfred quickly rejects union's 70-game proposal. This proposal included, obviously, 70 games to start from July 19th through September 30th. Full prorated salaries, cool. spring training starting towards the end of June, and expanded playoffs to 16 teams in 2020, as well as the 2021 season as well. I don't get it, guys. I, I, I just... Go, James, go. Russo, um, not too long ago, I think maybe right in the middle of the NBA segment or um, before we started the show, uh, ESPN came out <laughs> on, alert on my phone saying MLB will not counter MLBPA's offer. Go oh, great. <laughs> so, back, in the, back in the same boat that we were, you know, just a week ago. Yeah, so it looks like we're just in a merry-go-round that doesn't end. Yeah. Uh, you we think we're get, getting off? We're, we're not getting off this ride anytime soon, James. Um, you know what? Better terminology? I don't think the ride is starting. You know, we're sitting on the horse, but the ride hasn't started yet. That's oh, it. and they already, they already I mean, buckled us in. And they, they, yeah, they buckled us in. We're trapped, but it hasn't gone yet. It hasn't gone around. The loop on the upside-down yeah. part, too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But point is, guys, is that this MLB season is a mess. And the more and more time that is wasted trying to figure out how many games they're going to play, because the original proposal – was full-rated pro salaries, pro-rated salaries for 60 games. That was the MLB's original one in which, you know, they were close to coming to an agreement. Now the MLB uh, Players Association rebuttals with 70 games full pro-rated. We're talking about 10 games, guys. Come on, meet in the middle. Go to 65. Go the full pro-rated. Just get there. Now, James, you're reading this, li- you're reading this news that, you know, I'm hearing for the first time. It's like, what are you doing? What are you do-, do you want to have the season, yes or no? You know, the so- longer... The longer that you prolong this, the shorter spring training is, the shorter the season can potentially be. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, to, to, to not even go off of that, some news as of, I don't know, 3, 2 o'clock today, East, East Coast time. Yeah. Phillies, a few Phillies players have COVID, a few, of you know, and then I think Tampa has a few, like, Honestly, they've waited so long that y- you would y- you would have thought they would have started when they had a chance to. I mean, you know, you you watch the NBA, you watch the NBA and the NHL jump on it right away. Um, them kind of completing or at least uh, forming Having some type of foundation of what they were going to do for the months to come. You know, the NHL. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have that expanded playoffs where, you know, 22 teams or it's 24, I believe, will make it. Uh, the NBA, you know, you've seen bracketology combining the conferences, potentially having a single hub city location in Orlando to play in Disney. At least they're going somewhere. At least they have some sort of plan. Yeah. There's no plan here. Nope. There's no. If you want to start July 19th, which is now a month, a month. to the day, to the day, it's a month. You're telling me you're going to have a planned hub city or a couple hub cities to play in. You're going to tell me that you're going to have everybody healthy because now, James, you're revealing that players have COVID at this Mm -hmm. point in time. They've gotten tested. They've either had COVID or are currently going through those phases as well. You're going to get that happen. You're going to get through that. They're going to recover. You're going to have a spring training. And on top of the fact, you're going to get everybody back to the location in which they play in. You know, just because I play for the New York Yankees doesn't mean I'm staying in New York right now. You know, a lot of the Yankees players, they stayed down in Tampa because they thought that, you know, that's where they obviously have spring training. Yeah. So they thought that everything was going to go back to normal over time. Let's just keep on training down here. What's the point of going back to New York? 
because obviously at the point in time, New York was probably one of the worst locations in the yep. country when it came to COVID. Now, now, ironically, now it's Florida, specifically Tampa. But the point is, guys, and a question I have to ask, we're going to keep on asking this until something is set in stone because it seems like they want to get somewhere but just aren't there yet. Will baseball happen this season at all? I was optimistic. I was, you know me, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, yeah, give it a little bit. It'll be a little bit rushed. You know, I, I said by the end of June, if nothing was, if there was something, a little bit of progress, it'd be a set date, I'd say yes. We're getting to, it's going to be literally, the well, next week's going to be like the last week in June or close to it. There's not even close. It's stalling. I don't think a season's going to happen now. Just because that there's no, not even a little bit of progress and we're already getting into July. Yep. So that's just me. No, I couldn't, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. And you know what? At the same time, I agree with you because at that point, if you don't have something set in stone, at least within the next week or two, then, you know, and this is something that I even uh, I wanted to bring up again, you know, even if they do agree on a 65-game proposal or something like that, is the season even worth having? You know, the championship, I, I alluded to it earlier in the month because I thought that we were going to at least be able to see an 80-something, maybe a 100-game maybe a season from what the players were uh, rebuttaling with in their proposal. Maybe we're going to see something that was close to a full season. And I, and, I was a, and I was a believer in the fact that, you know, it would make the championship more sweeter, you know, facing all this adversity and obstacles within the way uh, to get to that path. But now, now you're throwing me a 60-game season. And you're losing 100-plus games on the season. And now you're having an expanded playoffs on top of that. You know, what kind of season is on top of the fact you don't have a foundation yet of what the plan even is? You can't even have a trade deadline within a 60-game season. Yeah, uh, where are you going to have it? And thirty game, no all star. Yeah, even I didn't realize yeah. you get no all star weekend. Yeah. That's scrapped. Yep. So, like for them to keep prolonging this, I I understand they want to try to get something. Both parties want to try to get something, but it's like they're not working with each other. You, you think yeah. by now they would be like, all right, you want seventy games, we can give you sixty five. You want eighty games, we can give you se- seven. You know, like somewhere where it's like. Both parties can kind of mutually agree. Like when you're bargaining, like if you're buying a car, right? Yeah. You're not going to take the, the sticker offer. You're going to yeah. rebuttal. And then you guys are coming to a mutually agreement. A compromise. A yeah. compromise. I haven't seen any of that. I've yeah. just seen back and forth. And it's like, we'll take 10 games off. We'll add 10 games. It's like. Yeah. My, no. My thing with, with this, and I want to know what you guys, would you guys, something in it from like all the other leagues too. Out of all the leagues, baseball, football, soccer, basketball, whatever, the owners and the players have butted heads the most in the MLB. Yeah, I've never seen in the like, for this is not just this time. I'm saying for years. I like I feel like every off season there's a, some sort of problem, but it's like you know we yep. have the contract. It's whatever we'll do for the CBA or whatever. Yep. NBA, they focus on a season. They got it right away. The NFL, well, it's not until this, uh, August or whatever. They already got a plan in place of what's going on because the owners or the, the the player association, the owners, they they they're working together. Soccer, they're already starting up. It's like working. This is this is kind of this is how I'm looking at it. This might be looking at it as an excuse of let's not get things done then because they're butting. They've been butting heads for years. It's just kind of just like another add on to it. Like yeah. oh, well, we don't have to play anyway because of the of the COVID virus. So I think that might, that's what I'm looking at. It Like the owners and players have already been butting heads for so long. This is kind of just now unfolding. People are seeing it now in the bigger picture. Like, oh, wow. Like they really haven't gotten along in a very long time. But what yeah. do you guys think? I mean, I would have to agree. But, but my, my confusion at this state in time is because the MLB offered 60 games full prorated. The players themselves just rebuttaled 70 games full prorated. What's the difference between another five and 10 games? Because you're still getting the same salary. And that was initially, at least in my view, that was the initial problem is that the salaries, and we saw the magnitude and drop. You know, yes. a guy in Garrett Cole projected to make $36 million a season with the original proposal was only going to be making a max of seven. And I get it. The MLB owners aren't going to have the money to necessarily pay these players because they're not getting the revenue of, you know, fans coming to the stands you're not going to probably be buying uh, uh memorabilia fan merchandise you're not going to be doing all these dollar beers you're 15 dollar beers you're making all your money solely off tv programming and personally guys 
you know, me, if I'm sitting at home, I try to, I try to tune in full of, for the full nine innings. But we all know we, we, we flip through channels. Nobody's sticking through a full nine innings on the same channel of baseball because sometimes after a while it gets, be- it gets boring. There's no atmosphere like a baseball game sitting in the stands. It's just unlike any other thing watching versus watching it on TV. Oh, That's just me. Mm-hmm. That's just me. But, again, Fonz, I get what you're saying 100%. I mean, we just saw it last offseason. A guy in Craig Kimbrell who just pitched in the World Series couldn't get a contract done. Mm-hmm. A guy in Dallas Keuchel who had only won, I believe he won the Cy Young two years yeah. prior, mm-hmm. couldn't get a contract done because they didn't, owners didn't want to pay. And then they winded up signing for one year, 15, one year, $18 million deals, or two year, 36, something like that, because they didn't want to go to the full extent of the contracts. Even guys in Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, look how long it took for them to sign when these big name guys were projected going into the offseason to be signed within the first two days of it hitting free agency. Okay. They just don't, don't want to pay the money. Leagues. You don't they, see that in the NBA. They get deals no. done the, the second it opens. The NFL gets done the day free agency starts. It's been, a growing want to pay. With, it's been growing problem with the players and the owners for years, and this is just kind of more of an icing on the cake for it. And more of a reason to go out more with it. It's going to hurt all their fans that are just – Say and starting to enjoy the game, starting to understand the game. You're loose fans, you know. Like I went to a game last year with uh, Kyle Earhart that's on the show every once in a while. Yeah, we met a we met a couple from I think it was Italy. They're like, this is amazing. We went to a Met game. They're like, we love baseball. We want to get into it. If they look at it now, they're going to be like, huh? Yeah, I mean, like I'm not going to be bothered because clearly they can't get their act together. They've turned the whole league into. A laughing stock because it's Fonz, you're absolutely right. Is that it's almost in a way you're working yourself to I'm gonna go this close, but I'm not gonna go right there where the players are at because I actually don't want a season to happen. I can see that perspective absolutely. Because again, the full salary thing is now aligned. You know, money is money, obviously. That's probably one of the most important things when it came to these agreements and these proposals. But now it's all there. You're gonna argue over five games, ten games. Come on, come on. Really? Go the extra foot. Take the extra step. If you really want a season to happen, it would have happened at least by now. Yeah. At least by now. 100%. But we'll see, guys. You know, we'll be talking about it next week, too, saying that the MLB is now having a season. That's what I'm saying. So I don't even know anymore. So we don't even know. We'll wake up tomorrow morning, and we're on Father's Day when you usually take your father to the game. Yep. Oh, we're having a season. Come Tuesday? That was the joke. <laughs> yeah, that was that wasn't real. But anyway, guys, got about seven minutes left in the show right now. Gonna use it up on some breaking news real quick. A couple things going on, especially in the uh New York football scene. So obviously biggest talk of the town now, Jamal Adams has officially, even though over the course of the last year, two years, it seems like he's wanted to get out of a jet uniform uh for a while now. He's officially requested a trade from the New York Jets. Guys, this is a complete mess. This is a complete mess. I'm hearing a lot of different theories from Jets players. I'm hearing a lot of different theories um, from not Jets players, Jets fans. Um, a lot of confusion. Obviously, uh, some things that I'm hearing is uh, Jamal Adams wants to be the highest paid player on the team, who right now is CJ Mosley at 17. So are they going to smash the market for safeties at 18, 19 million dollars? Probably not especially when the highest paid safety in the league right now, Eddie Jackson is only making 14.6 a year. They're not going to reset the market and go all the way up to 18. I'm hearing other jet fans tell me it's actually kind of funny when you think about it. Who was the team that was attached to Jamal Adams the past couple seasons, guys? The Cowboys, the Cowboys, right? Look what the, uh, this was actually pretty funny when my friend brought it up to me. He goes, Kyle, you know, the Cowboys were that interested in him, right? For a year and a half, a season and a half. Look what the Cowboys gave the Raiders for an Amari Cooper who looked awful. Yeah. They gave them a first round pick for Amari Cooper who looked awful. Imagine what they would have given them for an up and ascending young safety who's arguably the best safety in all of football right now. Mm -hmm. You would have at least gotten a first round pick maybe a second and a third for Jamal Adams, maybe even two first-rounders. I had my friend making the argument saying that the Jets would have been able to keep their first-round pick. They would have gotten Dallas' 17. They would have been able to draft um, 
the offensive tackle that they took. It's escaping my name. Uh, Makai Becton, as well as CeeDee Lamb with that 17th <laughs> overall pick who the Dallas Cowboys did wind up selecting. But, guys, I, I, I don't know. the I, I don't get it. Joe Douglas has said he wants to break the bank for Jamal Adams. Is it cap issues? Because you had to let go of Tremaine Johnson. He's on the cap, I believe, for the next two, three years in dead money. $8 million a season allocated over the course of those next two, three years. This is your best player. Yeah. Get the deal done. That's what I'm Get saying. Get it done. But it's Get the it Jets done. organization. He's, he's changed. I mean, he made that defense some, I mean, mean something. Because no one really, I mean, when you talk about the Jets defense, everyone's like Jamal Adams. Because guy, I mean, from the start, he got drafted. He was the best safety in the league. Yeah. On the rise, too. And I still think he's one of the, I think he is. Yeah, I would say he is the best safety in the league. You pay him. You pay that guy who's been the heart and soul of that defense, making your defense somewhat relevant, your team somewhat relevant, been a pro bowler and all pro for the past all three seasons he's been in the league. Why why are you even questioning it? I would have paid him last year. That's just me. Yeah. No, absolutely. I 100% agree. I mean, Tom brings up a great point in the comment section. Nobody Nobody stays long-term on the Jets. Leonard Williams. Yeah. Williams had a good two seasons and all of a sudden shifted him to the Giants. I know he struggled a little bit before the trade of the Giants, but yeah. remember he was the guy that thought, you know, Leonard Williams and Jamal Adams, like that's a good defense they're building up and stuff. And now potentially you're going to have both those guys gone. Yep. Listen, it's, it's, I, I hope Jamal doesn't go anywhere into the Giants division because we saw what he did when the Giants split the Jets this season. That was, uh, that was awesome. He, uh, he uh, uh, ran in for a touchdown after literally taking the ball out of Daniel Jones' hands and yeah. ran into the end zone. So that was not a good sign. But nope. here are some of the teams before we break into uh, cutting some other breaking news. Jamal Adams had stated that he'd welcome a trade to Fonzie Ravens, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the Texans, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. So basically, Jamal is saying that he wants to play for a team that could go to the Super Bowl next year. Um, that I, I feel the same exact way. But that could be very interesting. That could be very interesting with teams that he wants to be traded to because a lot of these teams in which he's listed, I think, are cap-stricken. I don't, I don't think they have the money to allocate to him. Maybe the Cowboys, Fonz, I don't know the Ravens case scenario right well, now with their money. They did just re-sign Jimmy Smith a little bit more. They did lock up Marcus Peters long-term and Earl Thomas on his contract. They also got to pay Marlon Humphrey, whose rookie contract. His rookie contract, he was drafted the same year as Jamal Adams, just drafted later on in the round. He's coming up this season as his rookie deal is about to end. So they need he'll, to pay him also. He'll probably get one of the biggest cornerback contracts. So it's going to be, listen, as much as I'll, I'll say with the Ravens, as much as I want him on there, believe me, I would, because he would fit them, replace Tony Jefferson perfectly. And I like Deshaun Elliott, but – but you get a chance to have the best safety in the league or pair with Earl Thomas, Marcus Peters, and Marlon Humphrey. That's that is that's unfair. That's a that's an unfair secondary. But you gotta see if the cap works. You might have to trade a a, a star player or something. Yeah. Tom in the chat right now saying that Tampa Bay and Adams have mutual interest in each I would, other. I would that would be that nice. would be that would be scary. That'd be it. You know, I, before as soon as Tom Brady arrived in Tampa Bay, I, I said it myself. I said with the weapons in which he now has, with the addition of Gronk. You know, all that's left is that defense to kind of fix. If that happens, uh, I think that they would be the odds-on favor to win the Super Bowl. And just think, we play Tampa again this year. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> and quickly rounding out with this last minute here, guys, uh, some breaking news within the hockey um, in, in the NHL itself. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning have been forced to shut down all training facilities due to the rise in COVID cases. Uh, within their own players, I believe it was three players. I don't think they released the names, as well as two employees and staff members, um, and some other breaking news within hockey. One of the fa- one of the faces of the NHL, Austin Matthews, has been diagnosed with COVID. So, what does this mean for hockey, guys? You know, hockey they seem to have all their ducks in a row. Had a set in stone date, July thirty first, with a potential late start in July. Will, will the season even happen at this point? Yes. You still think it will? Yes. I think it's a lot more of a chance that the season can happen there as opposed to the MLB. I still think it'll happen. I still think so. Because there's, I mean, uh, a couple of COVID cases here and there, but, I mean, people are still wanting to play. People want to get back at, out there, and they're going to do some more testing to make sure that there's safe, safety going on. It seems like they're working more to get things done as opposed to the MLB where it's like, oh, we just can't get a deal done. We'll just leave it at that. So, For yeah. the hope of sports, guys, for the hope of sports, I hope that everything goes well as they are one of the uh, first – organizations first leagues to get things back on track um with covid being a part of the world as it is today um them being the first uh first league to 
uh, start getting back to normalcy. But guys, on that note, that'll do it for this edition of Review and Preview. Thank you all listeners for tuning in. Thank you guys for joining me, carrying us through the spectacular hour of good talk, content, and debate. Uh, I hope you've all enjoyed because I know I have. You've been listening to Review and Preview here on Facebook Live. Thank you all and have a good night.